Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? Am I? Oh, okay. Whew, I couldn't hear anything out there, so I wasn't sure. Well, good morning to those of you who are here and have breathed. Henri, am I saying that correctly? And for those of you who are online, good morning. We're so glad you're here. I'm Christy. I'm one of the pastors on staff. And this morning, we are going to continue on uh, in the Beatitudes. So this morning's verse comes from Matthew 5, verse 9, and it is this. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. It's not hard to agree that most of us desire peace, right? Right? Okay, there we go. All right, some life in this room this morning. It's not hard to agree that we all desire some kind of peace in our lives. And I think, you know, most often when we talk about peace, a lot of us think of physical peace, right? Like a lack of conflict or a lack of violence. We think of that as peace. But I, I think that there are really a lot of definitions that we use this word for, this word peace. Many of us may think about lack of war, but I think we confuse it with other things, right? So I was perusing, you know, the interwebs, as one of my good friends likes to call it, and I found this in one site. Peace is what those who follow Eastern religions say comes only through the obliteration of the individual personality, becoming a part of the universe with no awareness of self. But they really mean serenity. Peace is what the elderly neighbor wants when the teenager across the street is practicing their drums, or in your house, that may be the case, particularly for the Baileys. But really, they want quiet. Peace is what the store owner wants when he's worried about paying the bills at the end of the month. He'd like to really see his store bustling with, co with customers. What he really wants is prosperity. Or the patient waiting anxiously at the doctor's office for the, the battery of lab results to come in. That person wants peace. But what they really mean is good health. We all have different definitions of what this word peace means to us as individuals. And, and you find that wherever you look and in conversations from day to day. But to understand what it means to be a peacemaker, we need to understand what the Bible means about peace. So as the Jewish people, which that's who Jesus was a part of, Jesus was a Jew, the Jewish people would have understood peace to be the word shalom. And shalom really doesn't have a great translation for us in English. We translate it to peace, but what it means is something so much more. It means wholeness, completeness, good health, prosperity, Harmony with all things and with all people and within oneself, especially with God. And the first place that we see shalom is right at the very beginning of the Bible. We see it in the book of Genesis. As we go through the creation story, we first see a God, a triune God. Yes, he's present in Genesis, all three parts of our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
And then we see this wonderful, beautiful creation. And in this creation that God has made, there is shalom. There is peace between God and Adam and Eve, and there is peace between Adam and Eve and the creation, and there is peace between God and his other created beings, and there is peace on the earth, and shalom is completeness and fullness and realness and depth. It exists because God has created it so. This peace was lost though, right? We know the story, we know where it goes next. Adam and Eve in their disobedience bring disharmony. The peace has been cracked, it's been ruined, it doesn't exist anymore. And so throughout the rest of the Old Testament, we hear about this discord and we hear how people so long for peace, they long for shalom and they know that something is missing and so they follow all the rules and they try and they fail. But Jesus comes along. Jesus becomes the answer. Right, and we live in that discord every day still, right? We've all heard about violence this week. We've all heard the tragedy of what's happened in Haiti. We hear about violence in our own country. People who are hurt, who are abused, who are robbed. This discord we live through every day, maybe it's something smaller though. Maybe it's just lying to our spouses. Or maybe it's cheating at school to get the better grade. Or maybe it's lying and cheating to get up the corporate ladder so that you make the money you feel you deserve. But maybe it's even, maybe it's even just doing whatever makes us happy because we deserve to be happy whatever the consequence to others. We live in discord, and we experience that every day. I think we can all agree that we've, we experience discord pretty often. This is not what God intended. What we experience now on a daily basis, it's not what God intended. It's not what he has for us. It's not what he, he created in the beginning. He has something so much special, something so much grander, something that is going to bring us shalom. So what exactly is Jesus saying in this beatitude? What does the Bible mean by peacemaking? Because peace begins and it ends with Jesus. Jesus is first called the Prince of Peace before he was even born. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And in 2 Thessalonians 3, 16, he's called Lord of Peace. It says this, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. All this discord, all the ways in which we know that the world is not quite right, God 
has a plan, and his name is Jesus. So we can read in the Old Testament how messed up things were, but guess what? We can read it in the New Testament too. Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 1 John 1.8 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. This is a crazy broken world, right? And it broke first because of Adam and Eve and, and their disobedience. But God has a plan, and his plan is redemption, and his plan is to fix all things and make all things new and to make all things right between the creator and the creation. Jesus' entire purpose was to come to this earth and to reconcile, to bring shalom between us, his children, and himself. His whole purpose. Colossians 1, 15 through 22 says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, ready for this, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he's brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. When we hand ourselves, hand our lives over to Jesus, when we make that commitment to God, I believe in you, I trust in you, I want to follow your way, please forgive me, we begin to experience shalom again. We take that first step into peace, and it has to start there. It starts between you and Jesus. That is the first step in peacemaking. Romans 5.1. I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you today, but let me just tell you, the Bible has a lot to say about peace. A lot to say. Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. 
In 1 Peter 2, 24, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. But the story doesn't just end with our salvation. There is something that as Christ followers, we are tasked to do in our daily lives. We are to become partners with God in carrying out the work of reconciliation and the work of peace in everyday life. We are called to carry out the ministry of reconciliation. It is part of our DNA, part of what God does within us. How do we bring shalom to the world? Well, we start by bringing the peace of Jesus that's inside of us to the world. Not just in those moments when we're studying our Bibles and we feel God's peace. And, and not just in those moments when we're in church and we're sitting here and we're inspired by hearing God's word. We're called to bring that peace in those gritty, difficult, awful moments. Those moments where you're so angry at someone else that you could just burst. Where you know you are right and they are wrong. We're called in those moments too. We're called in the moments when we're desperate. We want a solution. And we think we have the solution. But maybe we don't. We are called in these moments. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Not the, the ones who are successful, not the people with the highest paying jobs, not those who study the Bible the hardest or come to church the most. They're not called the children of God. The peacemakers are called the children of God. And, and this piece of scripture does this on purpose. It does it so beautifully because Jesus' whole purpose in being here was reconciliation. And so our whole purpose in being now is in reconciliation. It's in bringing the peace of Christ. And let me just say a word for a second here. There is a difference that I want to talk about. There's peacekeeping and there's peacemaking. Think about that for a second. There's peacekeeping and there's peacemaking. And I think sometimes we get those things confused, right? Peacekeeping is when we get into conflict and we say, Psht, I'm not rocking the boat. You do you. I'm not rocking the boat, even though we know that what's going on isn't okay. We step back and we just let it happen. I'm not rocking the boat. Or I'm separating with love. Bye. <laughs> There's a difference, right? It's a false sense of peace that exists because still underneath the surface, there's still that tension. There's still something festering and bubbling up under the surface when you step away and out of conflict without addressing it. Peacemakers speak truth. But here's the thing. I know a lot of peacemakers who are like, my way is right, and if you're not listening to me, you're wrong, and here's all the reasons I'm right, and you better listen or we're done. Like, how many of you experienced that? There's some people out there. I'm just saying. They're there, right? That's not what God's calling us to either. We are speaking truth 
in love, with an open mind, with a desire, a deep desire for reconciliation, for harmony, for peace to come about. We are called to be peacemakers. Sometimes we're called to be peacekeepers, but we're called to be peacemakers. Now let's be honest. Who here would say reconciliation is like such easy work? Got it. Checkbox. I got this down. Okay, who's had a fight with somebody just this week? You don't have to raise your hands, but you can. I have several of them, by the way, because I'm human, and so it happens. Reconciliation is incredibly difficult work. It means swallowing our own egos. It means taking a step back and breathing. It means actually praying and asking God for guidance in the things that we are doing and the things that we are saying and in our reactions and how we process. I went through something incredibly difficult this week. If I had been a peacekeeper, my family wouldn't look the same right now. 100%, my family would not look the same right now. But because we pursued the hard work through tears and through struggle of reconciliation, my family is whole and protected. And harmony has been restored. It's not easy. Think about it, right? How easy was it for Jesus? His last moments in the Garden of Gethsemane. We're told he was on his knees and he was praying. He was praying so fervently that sweat was coming down his face. That like drops of blood. Praying to the Father, God, not my will, but your will be done. But he walked those steps. He took those moments. He continued on the course because he knew that peace was needed between man and God. And he knew that peace was needed in this world. And he knew that shalom was worth it. That all of creation would be restored. That all of God's children would be made whole, would be made new. Peacemakers, everyone, peacemakers are called the children of God because what we do in making peace, what we do in bringing reconciliation in any form in our lives most resembles the work that Christ came to do. Peacemakers are the children of God because what we do most resembles the work that Christ was brought on this earth to do. Don't ever forget that. In that moment, in that fight, in that struggle, in that time where you feel like you're just never going to see eye to eye, the struggle is worth it. Jesus didn't give up, and neither should we. Peace is worth fighting through the grit and the heart. It's worth it. 
And here's the thing. God doesn't ask us to do this in our own strength because I don't know if we could. It's hard. He tells us that when we trust in him and we place our faith in him and he comes alongside us and he gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit, that we become something new, something altogether different. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. It tells us this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. Do you know what an important job that is? Do you know what harmony you can bring to the world if you believe those words? We all have a part to play and a difference to make. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. As Christians, it is our job, it is our duty, and it is our privilege to call others into shalom with God and to spread that kind of peace in our own lives and in our community. You want the world to know that we're different as Christians? That's how you do it because that is not how the rest of the world operates. We all know that. We've seen it. We experience it every day. Let them know that the love, the light of God shines in you through your actions, through your words, through your peacemaking, your love. Because that's where that comes out of. It comes out of a place of love each and every time. Now, there may be some of you online today or sitting in this congregation who've never put their faith in Jesus. Well, if you're ready to, I'd like to pray with you about that. Because the first step in experiencing true peace, true shalom, is this relationship that you have with Jesus. And I promise you will not regret it. You will not regret it. So we're going to pray for a moment. And there's going to be a, a prayer up on the screen. And if you've never invited Christ into your life, I invite you to pray this with me. You can pray it out loud. You can pray it silently. But I want to pray with you this morning. Dear God, I confess that I mess up. I make mistakes. I am not perfect. And without you, I am incomplete. I pray that you would forgive me for all the times I have sinned against you and hurt others in my life. 
Jesus, I believe you died to make me new and your sacrifice makes me whole and complete at peace with God. I invite you to be the leader, the Lord of my life. Help me to rid myself of the qualities and actions that are hurtful and wrong and selfish. Help me instead to be a peacemaker as you have been with me. Father, for those that have prayed this prayer, or for those that have heard you tugging on their hearts this morning to truly step into peacemaking, God, would you walk with them? Would you fill them with your presence? Would you give them the strength that they need to walk this path? Because we know it's hard. You showed us it's a hard path. But God, it is a worthy one. God, we thank you that you call us your children. We thank you for everything that that means to us, Lord, that we are heirs of your kingdom, that we are part of your eternal heavenly realm even now as you continue to make all things new, Lord. Walk with us. Give us the strength we need in this journey, Lord. And may we bless you with our actions. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to ask you a favor. If any of you prayed that this morning, let one of us know, one of us on staff. We want to we want to talk with you and we want to celebrate with you. We want to know where your heart is so that we can come alongside you in this journey. Go out this week and be peacemakers. Be the children God has called us to be.